You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings, coming to you from the Diocese of beautiful Duluth, Minnesota, on the shores of Lake Superior. And we are continuing on in this Real Presence Live segment. And I so. I, uh, I, Cindy, I think you know, well, I think a lot of people, listeners know that I've got a very unique hobby, a very strange hobby. Some people would say maybe a little, might call it a sickness, that I collect <laughs> anything to do with the papacy and the uh, Swiss Guard and so on and so forth. And and so in my little world of collecting papal artifacts, I have a number of people that I, you know, work with and uh, are kind of like have a, a joint interest in uh, the same topic, maybe little elements of that, of that topic. And so this next us, Kyle Barrett, who's on the air with us right now, is somebody who I've worked with for a couple of years anyhow, uh, and Kyle's got a very particular interest in regards to the papal states and firearms that would have been used in papal uh, armies and papal battles. Yes, there have actually been battles in the papal states in the past. And so Kyle's got an expertise on uh, on armor, uh, like like weapons, uh, in, the, in that area in a particular way. So Kyle, welcome to, to Real Presence Radio. Thank you, Father. It's uh, good to be on. It's very kind of you to call me an expert. I um, <laughs> I'm a bit of an armchair historian, but I appreciate it. Well, when I go to you with questions about a, a papal state's gun, you always have a lot more information than I even ask for. So I am going to deem you an expert. So why don't you tell well, us a little you, bit Father. about t- tell us a little bit about yourself first? Uh, so, uh, like you said, my name is Kyle Barrett. I live in Buckeye, Arizona, with my beautiful wife Ivy. Uh, our son, John Damien, and we have another one on the way. Oh, Very congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, and we go to Dormition of the Mother of God, Ukrainian Catholic Parish in Phoenix, uh, and we own America Fidelis Guns and Ammo in Buckeye. Oh, that's, now, so you just started that business not that long ago, right? We did, yeah. November 11th, we opened up, so we're uh, just shy of four months in, and things are really going well. The Lord has, has blessed us a lot, um, and it doesn't help that we're actually, we're the only act in town, so. Yeah, well, and, and it's great, because I know, I know that you only started that about four months ago, because you used to be really responsive to me, like in texts and emails, and then when you got your business going, then you became less so, because you're so focused on the business, yeah. which, is a good, which is a good thing. So, okay, so now, okay, yeah, so absolutely. there might be some listeners right now, uh, Kyle, that are saying, okay, wait a minute, a Pope's got guns? There's like a Pope's army. Maybe maybe talk a little bit about that that niche in particular. About I mean I know that you're into uh, like guns in general, but you've really keened in on the papal states. Yeah, definitely. So um, the Pope uh, throughout the history of the papal states, the Pope always had to maintain a standing army. Um, kind of the the reason for that is because when he was uh, if, if you count the beginning of the papal states as being the donation of Pepin the Short back in. Um, like 853 or something like that, somewhere in the mid-800s. Um, he was, uh, the Pope was the temporal ruler of a large part of central Italy, and he needed to be able to um, maintain law and order as well as uh, repel aggressors, ranging from other European countries to uh, Muslims. So the, uh, it, was, it was always important for him to have an army, and of course as uh, time went on and technology advanced, that army had to equip themselves with uh, firearms. And my interest has always been in, in small arms and kind of their history and stuff. And so I, um, when I saw a picture online a couple of years ago of a, uh, a weapon, that it, I'll, I can maybe talk about this later, a rolling block rifle, very similar to one that's in your collection, Father. Um, 
I saw a picture of one online with the keys and the tiara stamped on it. I kind of I got hooked. I was like, oh my gosh! Uh, I never thought about Catholic guns. I gotta I gotta research that. Yeah, um, yeah. And the, I mean, I mean, that's what got me into. It. I mean, I it's like I love the I, <clears throat> you know. So I got this huge collection. The, the people that are like really get hooked in is the gun. You know, it's like what the Pope had mm-hmm. a gun. And people with the with the cross keys and the, the tiara. Oh, on lots that. of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, tons of them. And so, so what are yeah. what are so what? I, I mean, probably a lot of our listeners are not like gun people, but uh, maybe what are some of the equipment that you'd see uh, that the popes would use? Like in I don't know, up until the end of the papal states, which was eighteen seventy. Uh, the equipment was very much what you would expect to see out of any um, European army for whatever given time period. Now, up through um, up for most of the nineteenth century, um, up until about eighteen sixty, uh, the papal army was fairly under-equipped in terms of what it was using. They were using a lot of weapons from uh, the previous century. Um, they didn't have, they had gunsmiths, they had armors, but they didn't have a lot of the more modern stuff um, just because there never was, uh, in, in those days, it, it's, we're, we're not talking the days of like Julius II and the 1500s where, you know, the Pope would ride into battle. This is, you know, in the 1800s, the Pope uh, didn't consider it very important to put a lot of money into the military. Um, but starting in 1860, um, a series of reforms came around in the uh, papal army, and uh, a lot more money was allocated to them from the papal coffers, and they were able to uh, greatly enhance their army to the point where by the time the papal states fell to the Kingdom of Italy in 1870, they were the most advanced army in Europe, man for man. Okay, well, that's news to me. I, I I thought that they were kind of a... I didn't think that... I didn't know that about them, you know... But let me ask you this. It, they didn't just have Italians in the Papal States fighting for them, right? Absolutely, yeah. They had uh, the Pontifical Zouaves uh, were one of a few groups of foreign soldiers that came from all over the world to fight for the papacy. They had men from Canada. Uh, they had some men from Africa and some from Asia. Obviously, a lot of Europeans, um, Irish, Swiss, uh, Belgians, um, and the, the Papal Zouaves are the best known. That's, that's Z-O-U-A-V-E-S, Zouaves. Uh, that's the French word. They were probably the best known of the uh, foreign fighters in the Papal Army. Um, and these were all uh, young. Generally, they were well-to-do Catholic men, uh, middle or upper class, uh, and they all had to get some kind of um, solicitation from their parish priest, uh, advising the recruiter, the Papal Army recruiter, that they were in good standing, that they were receiving the sacraments, that they were attending Mass, that sort of thing. Um, and so they were, the Zouaves were kind of like the, they were a bit of an elite unit uh, within the Papal Army. So now, like, the gun I have is a Remington. That's American-made, yeah. isn't it? Uh, it is not. It's actually Belgian. Belgian, um, okay. So it was, uh, the Remington is, that's an American brand, you know, uh, but mm-hmm. the uh, Belgian gunsmith, Emile and Leon de Gant, uh, they were uh, Catholic themselves, and so, of course, they were uh, willing to assist the papal states. Um, they uh, built on, um, what do you call it, on contract. Uh, they, they, they licensed out um, the design for the rolling block that Remington had come up with in the United States, uh, and they manufactured that rolling block for the papal states, um, and they, they manufactured upwards of 16,000 of them in just the last two years of uh, the papal states. History. So, 
so from my standpoint, I mean, this is where maybe you and I share this, at least what hooked you in. So I know that, you know, you and I, we look at certain auction houses and we can see things that come up to auction. We talk about that. We communicate about that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that always draws me, even though there's tons of different ones that were used in the papal states, the only ones that I'm really that interested in are the ones with the papal markings on them to prove that this, okay, this gun's got the papal, it's got the cross keys and the tira. And so that's where my interest is. But there's a lot of other guns that didn't have that, obviously, that were used in the papal states. Yes, absolutely. Um, they did receive a lot of them over the years, uh, especially in the late uh, 18th and early 19th century. They received a lot of them from Austria and from France, uh, these being like very uh, traditionally strong Catholic countries. France, not always. France was sometimes a, uh, an aggressor and sometimes a defender of the papal states. Um, but when a Catholic, a, a, a strong Catholic was in power in France, uh, then the papal states received a lot of aid. And even sometimes when there weren't, because the Catholic rulers of France wanted to curry favor with the Pope. Um, so they received a lot of foreign weapons. They manufactured a lot of their own weapons in Rome, including in the Belvedere wing of uh, the Vatican Palace, prior to it being used as a residence for the Pope. So what guns huh. were what guns were produced there? Wow. Uh, they had a variety of, of flintlock and percussion cap rifles. Um, the ones that were produced in the Belvedere wing specifically were... Um, about 2,500 uh, pinfire revolvers. So they were little 9mm in caliber uh, revolvers that fired, um, well, they fired a 9mm bullet, and they were a bit different from the uh, cartridges that we're used to today. It's a bit of an archaic technology, but they were very ahead for their time. They were um, actually the first Italian country to adopt a revolving weapon, and they were one of the first in Europe to adopt a revolving firearm for military use. So... How many do you have in your own collection, and is it uh, only only a handful? Uh, I'm always looking to expand it. Uh, I think only let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven. Um, I think seven. Uh, only four of which were used by the papal states. Two of which are examples of weapons that were used by uh, the Vatican City in later years, and then one of which was used by the Canadian Zouaves. Um, they were a descendant of the Zouaves that fought in the papal states. Maybe that's something we can uh, talk about later. Is Father trying to buy all those from you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> How many is um, in your collection, Father? I've only got two. You only have two. Okay. But like that revolver you're talking about, that was actually made right there. Uh, I mean, does, is that one of the ones that show up fairly often at auction? Uh, every so often. Um, there, since there were only 2,500 of them made, it's one of the less common uh, revolving weapons in Europe, but they're very distinctive. Um, so when they do show up, it's, it's apparent which country they came from. No other country used that specific design. Um, so they, they come up, I'd say, probably once a year, maybe twice a year. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. I don't know if you've seen them about that frequently. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm not the gun guy. I'm the Pope guy, and so I'm trying to. I'm trying to envision what the, they are looking like. And so, uh, there's that auction house that you and I talk about. That's up right now. And so, when you get a chance, I'd like to ask you a few questions about what's up at auction because you're my guy. Oh, absolutely. And so, so it's like you know. But the one thing I've got that you don't have, Kyle, is that, and it's not in my hands yet. I've got a cannon from the papal yes. states. Yeah, a beautiful example, and that that was not uncommon for uh, wealthy Catholic families to donate. Uh, cannons, field supplies, you know, uh, medical kits, things like that. Uh, it was actually my wife and I, our gun shop, our logo is uh, a copy of a, a an emblem that was stamped on the buttstock of rifles that were donated to the Papal States by uh, wealthy Catholic parishes from all over the world, um, mostly around Europe. 
And what was that that you saw? What 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 is it exactly? There's um, it's basically when a group of parishes in say Belgium right. or Germany yep. would donate a set of rifles to the papal states. They would stamp an emblem on the buttstock. Um, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I have a cross right, right. that say, in Octino Vinces, and yes. it would say, like, Germania Fidelis, or something like that. You yeah. know, like, hey, Germany's faithful to the Pope. And that's, our, our gun shop is named America Fidelis because um, it's very similar to that emblem, and uh, the Americans never sent any rifles over there. So we, uh, we wanted to remind everyone America's still faithful. Amen. Okay, so we're talking to Kyle Barrett. We're talking about the papal army and firearms that they used uh, throughout time, and we're going to continue this conversation right after this brief break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Cindy Jennings. We're talking to Kyle Barrett about papal, the papal army and the firearms that the papal army used up until the end of the papal states. I'm just going to put this right out there right now, Kyle. Can you um, uh, tell me, you got a, a business, and I know that the... Um, uh, the business uh, is trying to get into the spirit of our faith. Do you have a, like a website that people can find out uh, about your business? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it how would they w- be able to reach w- out to you? Oh, go ahead. For yep. sure, for sure. It's www.americafidelis.com. That's America, like the country, not American, like the people. Yep. And Fidelis is F-I-D-E-L-I-S. 
Um, and our, our email address is on there. It's info at americafidelis.com. That goes right into my personal email. If anyone's interested or has questions or um, or has any information they want to share or something, I, this is uh, uh, you, you feel free to reach out to me, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Just like Father Quinn said earlier, bear with me because we're busy with the new business. So um might take a day or two for me to get back to you. A day or two? Talk about a week or two. Only for you. Only for you. I know, I know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. So, okay, so it's no, like, it. it is It is all, fa- to me, as, okay, I'm, I'm into this stuff like you are, but I would think that for a typical listener, it's like, what? Again, the whole the fact that the Pope had guns and and armies. So I'd like to think that this is a, a fascinating thing on your on your, on your for, for the typical listener. Would you would the uh, um, uh, people going onto your website would they be able to see some of these guns that you might have the ones that are connected to the papal states? Um, no, not yet. Uh, we have a, a very good friend of ours in the East Valley who is a in the East Valley of Phoenix uh, who's uh, he's a firearms trainer. Uh, we've been talking about maybe doing like a, a series of blog posts or something with him on our website where he can talk about some uh, firearms training stuff. And, and if we open that up, I will definitely be posting some uh, stuff about uh, some bits about my collection and some things that I've learned. Um, and then, of course, there's always your website, Father. Um, somebody, I can't remember who, wrote an article for you about your rifle um, on there. And uh, we've there are a couple of other places online you can kind of look around to find out stuff about this, but... Uh, like militaryrifles.com uh, has a, an article on the uh, Papal State Rolling Block. I kind of advised on that one. It's um, a real small niche. Yet. It's a really small it niche, is. but people don't normally think of the Pope and guns going hand in hand, but they certainly have in history. You know, uh, we yeah. talked a little bit about um, uh, the Papal Zouaves and their role and, and how they were there defending the church. Uh, maybe you can speak a little bit about, you know, I mean, we don't have a... We don't have a papal army per se. We got the Swiss Guard. That's a different matter. But you know, if if guys were called up in the mid eighteen hundreds to as faithful Catholics to go and defend the church, we don't have that opportunity to take up arms like that at the moment. Anyhow, so what would your recommendation be as a guy that's really into papal armor and defending the church? What would your recommendation be to the faithful man that's listening right now? Um, well, I would like to plug an organization that I'm, I'm not actually a part of uh, very directly, but uh, it's an organization that I, I find to be extremely uh, good at answering Bishop Olmsted's, Bishop Thomas Olmsted's call to step into the breach, and that is the Porters of St. Joseph. Um, they're here in the Diocese of Phoenix, and I believe that they're also now in the Diocese of San Diego, um, and they are like a parish security-type team, um, and they work within their diocese and in individual parishes to... Uh, provide security. As I'm sure many of your listeners know, we've uh, us as Catholics and many other pro-life and Christian organizations have been under attack since that leaked document, um, uh, since the leaked Roe v. Wade uh, overturning decision thing happened last year. Um, you can check in on Catholic News every week and see about um, churches getting vandalized and the, the uh, Jesus' precious body and blood being desecrated. And um, I think that it's important for Catholic men in this day and age to be prepared um, maybe not even militarily or with arms or whatever, but just to be prepared mentally and spiritually to be able to meet uh, the enemy when they come to our doorstep, because it seems as though they are in greater and greater numbers. Amen. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, it's like I, you know, I've had, I've got in my parish, I got police officers, retired police officers, and they say mm-hmm. on a regular basis, Father, you have to have some sort of game plan, you know, during mass. What, what, you know, what are you going to do if somebody comes in and starts causing havoc? And so I think that. 
what you're saying is is obviously very appropriate. We have to have, you know, men, women. We have to have people be able to stand up and say, okay, I'm going to step into that breach, you know, because uh, you're right. Uh, things are being uh, very the the FBI, for heaven's sakes, is attacking, you know, and targeting mm-hmm. Catholics. And so, uh, mm-hmm. how do how are we going to respond? And so, it does fit in very well with yours and mine shared interests in regards just like the papal firearms thing that was that was all for the defense of the church and so we still need the defense of the church right absolutely absolutely so uh tell us about maybe uh we got a, a few minutes left here tell us a little bit more about some of the papal guns that you have um well so like a like we talked about before that the Nagant brothers that made those rolling block rifles for the papal states um i have one of those uh, it's the same length as the one that you can see on Father Quinn's website, um, but it is it didn't get the nickel treatment because it wasn't one of the parade ones. Um, and uh, I, I fired that one. Uh, it shoots a 12.7 millimeter Remington Pontificio cartridge, which is very very similar to our 5070 government cartridge here in the states. Um, so I've put a 50 a couple of 5070 government cartridges through the thing. Um, and uh, kick isn't crazy, even though it's a 50 caliber cartridge because it's black powder. We're talking much lower pressures than the modern gunpowder that we use now. Um, I also have uh, one of those revolvers that was made in the Belvedere Wing of the Palace uh, by the Fratelli Mazzocchi, the Mazzocchi brothers. Um, they were the Pope uh, armors. They were their. Uh, they were his gunsmiths uh, from I think it was 1816 on up to past the fall of the Papal States, actually. Um, and then I, I also have a couple of uh, flintlock pistols um, that were manufactured by the Masoki brothers. They're uh, both models of 1837, and they were used in the 1840s uh, by the Gendarmeria, which was like the, his police force. Uh, That's cool And those stuff. fire very well as, as well. They're old flintlock guns. They're very simple mechanisms. They're a lot of fun to shoot. No, that's cool stuff. Uh, it would be nice at some point if you can get that on your website. Just I know it's in your personal collection and not for sale, but just for people to be able to see this and be able to see these type of things that we're talking about them on the air. Just a question out of my own out of my own curiosity. It's like uh, the 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 gun I have had the nickel treatment. What? Why would that have gotten nickel treatment as opposed to yours? Uh, probably because it was used by, if, if I had to guess, by the Palatine Guard um, as a part of their ceremonial duties. Um, there's one or two pictures floating around online, maybe two or three, of uh, Palatine Guardsmen uh, during the color photography era, uh, but prior to 1970 when they were disbanded, where they're holding um, what appear to be Remington rolling blocks, uh, the Papal State rolling blocks, and they have nickel receivers. And my guess is that those uh-huh. are left over from the fall of the Papal States, and that's, that's probably where yours comes from. It was probably used by the Papal military, and then later on was used for ceremonial use. Okay, and my uh, my website is papalartifacts.com if people want to take a look at that. But uh, uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, uh, all right, Kyle, we have one minute left. Any any last uh, messages to our listeners? Um, yeah, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a quote from Saint Bernard of Clairvaux uh, from a oh. letter of his to Hugh de Payon about the Knights Templar. He said, "The Knights of Christ may safely fight the battles of their Lord, fearing neither sin if they smite the enemy, nor danger at their own death." Since to inflict death or to die for Christ is no sin, but rather an abundant claim to glory. In the first case, one gains for Christ, and in the second one, uh, and in the second one gains Christ Himself. Um, that's kind of uh, what I use to center myself in this whole experience. I, I, I like thinking about the fact that these men were were saints and they fought for the Lord and uh, and they died for Him many times. 
Amen. I love it, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you very much for being you, on the Kyle. air. And uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Thank, thank you guys thank- so much for the opportunity. I appreciate Take it. Take care. All right. God bless, Kyle. Thanks. All right. You- All right. So, Rachel, we've, we've reached the end successfully. Yes, you have. Can you please tell us what the technical director has to say about the next show? Yes. So on the next Show Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Nathan Sather is your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Mike Schomer about his work with American Heritage Girls and how to assist young women in discerning their vocation. And Camille Pauly will be sharing about an exciting new pro-life video series from Healing the Culture. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Father. Now, Rachel, it sounds like an interesting show, but not nearly as interesting as this one, right? You know what? I I agree with you today, Father. Wow. wow. This is the first time that Rachel's actually agreed. I bet you it was the papal armory that got you all you know, excited, look, I Rachel. Was pretty, I was pretty interested in that. I thought Straight Talk was pretty good today, and yeah. I really, really enjoyed listening to this last segment. So, And I can't believe that we got Wyoming to call us and Montana right? to call us. That's crazy. It's uh-huh. about time they call us. Yeah, and the, the whole people. Yeah, now, Rachel, make sure you check out at least my website and check out Kyle's website, too. You can see what at least what the rolling block looks like, the yeah. gun I have. All right, I will. Okay, good. PapalArtifacts.com. Yeah, it makes me think of the um, the yes. Swiss Guard. Yes, that's a totally different thing. We could have gotten I know, into Kyle. I know, but, but it makes me think of my Rome trip and that's right. touring that. That's right. So, so yeah, Cindy. So you were you got to go to on a tour to Rome with me, and I've got really great connections with the Swiss Guard, and yes. I got you guys in to see the Swiss Guard Armory. Say yes. a little bit about that. Oh my gosh, it was just unbelievable because they went through like what happens, you know, with the Pope when things start going bad, and but you saw was, all those weapons, and I saw all the weapons and the armor and everything. It was unbelievable. It was like perfect. Perfectly polished, yeah. beautiful. And, that, and that's, I want to see these guns now. I want to see what they look like yeah. too. Well, and you saw some. Of, I mean, actually, some of the rolling blocks. They have some of the gun I have. They have some in the armory. But so, where'd but, you get the cannon? Uh, from the same website that uh, Kyle and I were talking about. There's a website okay. that's got great Italian. Well, it's, it's an Italian website, but auction house that does old armor from all over the world. It's okay. just a great website to help out with. People like me that collect weird stuff like this, you know, and so uh, it's really good. And there's an auction up right now, and so I'm trying to get Kyle's help on a lot of things because he knows a heck of a lot more than I do. Anyhow, so uh, let's just say a little quick prayer and say okay. a blessing to all of our listeners. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. We give you thanks, Heavenly Father, for giving us a successful show. We pray that those who were listening in were able to get closer to Christ just by listening and understand different aspects of our faith. May Almighty God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Until until next time, even Rachel gave the stamp of approval on the show. So Woo! I find that as a great win. Successful. Everybody, we'll see you next month, or we'll hear you next month, or you'll hear us next month. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.